0: Welcome to another podcast episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today, I am here with Gosha Cook. She is a CEO and founder of Coastal Properties, which is a vacation rental management company out of Myrtle Beach, the number one vacation rental management company in Myrtle Beach. And of course, we all know Myrtle Beach from uh, Kenny Powers, Eastbound and Down, my favorite TV show. If you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch it. Season one is awesome, but I think it's season two that's in the Myrtle Beach or season three maybe. That's a, that's a whole different topic. Gosia, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, how are you doing?
0: I'm very well. I'm very well, thank you. Today uh, we are going to talk about cleaning. Cleaning, of course, is a really important topic right now. Guests are very concerned about cleaning, but we're not necessarily going to talk about how to clean a home. We're actually going to talk about how do you find good cleaners, how do you train them, and how do you manage them? And that's something that Gosha has specialized in, I would say. Uh, she's been sharing a ton of awesome knowledge in the in our mastermind, in the Short Term Rental Legend Mastermind, on this topic. Uh, she's not only hired, trained a cleaning team, but also she then trained one of her cleaners to become a cleaning manager, and then she actually sold the job of cleaning her all of her units to a company that she helped her cleaner manager found. So sounds very complicated, but it's a it's a great system that she put into place. So. Really, really excited to dive into it, Gosha. Thank you for joining. So let's uh, let's dive in with the first topic, which is how do you find great cleaners?
1: Right. Thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. And uh, yes, just like you said, cleaning is very important part of the business, and it's uh, actually you know one of the top things that people look at when they're uh, looking for their management. You know, for their vacation rental or the property management company that they wanna work with when they have a property. So it's very important to do it right, but it is not very easy to get it done right. Or it takes time to find the right cleaners. It's um, not usually the first one or the second one that you work with that might be the right one. You just have to be persistent. You have to know exactly what standards you're looking for and just don't go, don't settle for anything that's less than that because house cleaning is different than vacation rental cleaning. So when you're finding a lot of people that have cleaning experience, they may not necessarily have the experience that you need. So it's just, um, you know, it's a little bit different, but the standards are high. And, you know, here in Meadow Beach, I assume everywhere else too, especially during the time of COVID, this is, um, you know, a big, big, big thing that everybody's looking at is the Cleanliness. So we were actually with my company. I was fortunate that as the company was growing, the very first cleaner that I found was the best one that I've ever had. <laughs> so um, it was easy for me because when I trained her, she had a great attention to details, great work ethics, everything that you are looking for, not only in a cleaner, but also in a business partner, you know, somebody that you work with that you can rely on that you know they're gonna come to work on time and do everything that needs to be done and extra that they care about the business, a person like that is not easy to find. But the first one that I found as I was growing my business was that better person. It was with the second, third and few next ones is when we um, went through a lot of trouble. So that's why I know it's just, just be persistent. Don't settle for anything less than what you're looking for. You need to set the expectations clearly and just look for the people that have the same understanding of what you're looking for and they can you know, provide the service that you need.
0: So you found your, your first cleaner, you said that was actually the best cleaner that you hired. Is she also the one that ended up managing the entire cleaning team and who now owns a company and, and yeah. you hire her to do all your, your cleanings?
1: That is the one, actually. Yes, yes. When you presented that story in the introduction, it did sound a little bit complicated. But as my company was growing and her being the first person that I actually worked with here in Meadow Beach, uh, when my company was growing, it just came out so natural. Everything fell into place. It just, um, it wasn't complicated at all. It was actually, as the company was growing, it just made sense. And this was the first thing I was thinking about, like, we need to do it this way. And um, yes, she is great at what she does, but also great at running a business. So that's why when we were scaling, it just only made sense to, you know, delegate everything to her.
0: So let's take a step back because we want to know, how do you find great cleaners? So I'm really curious to know, uh, number one, how how do you find this person? But also imagine that you're you're talking to a new host who wants to start Uh, a property management business and is looking for great cleaners, what would your advice be to that person?
1: Check your network first, I would say. See if you have any people that you know from your, you know, the closest, maybe not necessarily friends or just, you know, friends of the friends or, or your friends, anybody that you know that they're ethical, that they're hardworking, and just see if they might be looking for, Extra income. They don't have to start as you know a company owner. As a matter of fact, the cleaner that owns the company right now. This was just her, you know, additional income. She was a stay-at-home mom. Not um, you know the husband worked, and um, she just um, kids were a little bit older, so she was just looking for you know a little side job. I don't even actually remember if she was looking or if it was actually me approaching her to see if she may need some extra work because I need help. I think that's, that's how that happened. And she was like, she immediately, yeah, sure, you know, kids are a little older, I, I could use some extra money. So that's basically how she started working for me a little bit in the beginning. And then as we were growing, that became her you know, full-time job. And then even further, that became her business. But I would say to answer your question, definitely check with the people you know first, see whom they can refer. Right now, um, today, aside from the cleaning company that we subcontract, we have a little bit of in-house cleaning um, that we do for several units, um, several, about 20 (laughs) at this time. it's During summer, um, her company, they were at full capacity, so they weren't taking any more units but we were still growing. So we kind of having my office fully staffed, having my um, runners and everybody else in place, we started doing cleaning in-house again, just because I didn't want to, you know, not take clients for management. We, We had to do it. So all of my cleaners that are cleaning for us right now, they're from referrals. I didn't have to post or anything, just was asking people that I know, people whom I trust, to see if they know anybody that's looking for additional income and they were you know sending people our way not all of them uh, were the right kind of person that we were looking for but we found we found good cleaners you know it takes time to train um to set the expectations but none of them comes from like job advertising
0: right yeah yeah, and that's something that we see a lot that, you know, ov- obviously the job application sites, indeed, uh, you can post on Grexlist, There's a whole lot of the, those type of sites. But what we see is that a lot of people end up going with somebody that they meet through their personal connections, which is really interesting. Um, the next question I want to ask you is, you, t- you talked about training cleaners, right? So how, how do you train a cleaner?
1: You have to be, once again, patient. You have to know exactly what you're looking for. If you don't explain to them clearly what your expectations are, they're not going to be a good cleaner. They may think they know. If they don't have vacation rental cleaning experience, they really don't know anything that you're looking for, you know, your guests suite needs to be cleaned differently than your home. When guests walk into the suite, it's got to look like it's brand new. They don't want to think that somebody just stayed there six hours ago, you know, everything needs to look like it was never used before. So it's a little bit different type of cleaning. It's a little bit different um, things that we have to focus on. So we basically, it used to be, you know, in a very beginning with my first cleaner, I trained her myself. We didn't have that much work. I went with her. I showed her, which was really great because I have attention to details. So I will over explain, show from one corner of the place all the way around every single thing, you know, top to bottom, what you need to pay attention to. Then another thing is staging. Cleaning is one thing. Then they need to stage it a certain way. So if you have a person that knows exactly everything about the property, that person needs to go and train and show them and explain. You just cannot assume that they know because most likely they don't know what you're looking for. If your standards are as high as ours are, they're not going to know what to do. So putting them to work and not explaining what we're looking for is just not fair because they're going to fail. We don't want them to fail. We want them to do, you know, as well as they can do with my um, now in-house cleaners. Not only we showed them certain things and with my company being as big as it is right now, I don't have time to go and you know show every single one of them like I showed my very first one years back. Um, so the inspector would go and do that, show and explain everything that we're looking for, but then still things were getting missed. They were good, um, hardworking ladies. I saw that they were trying. Um, it's just, it seemed to me like they were missing more than what they should be missing. I wrote down, I had for my inspectors, I had a uh, like the inspection checklist. And with my inspectors, I tell them, when you're going in, your job is to find something that's wrong. If you don't find that something is wrong, you didn't do your job. you got to find something. There's no way that everything is, you know, perfect, 100%. So you're going to go find something that's wrong and you're going to correct it. So that checklist that I prepared for my inspectors, I actually had it um, translated for our cleaners and I gave it to the cleaners and I told them, look, you go, you do your cleaning just like you usually do, but then also focus on those things. They're going to look for that. On top of everything else that you're doing, make sure that they don't find these mistakes. So I think, and with a little bit of patience, they've gotten so much better. They're doing very well now. They're very... Reliable. It's just you have to explain to them exactly what you're looking for and then just give them a little bit of time. It might take, you know, little – it's not everybody that's going to pick up immediately. You have to be patient with them. But also, uh, with that in mind, you have to have great inspectors that will, in the beginning, you know, pick up more of the missed things than, than later. But once you have those cleaners that are trained properly and doing everything like they should be, it makes that inspector's job easier.
0: Well, wow, that's, that's really interesting. They, so you hired inspectors to check on the units, and I, I love how, how you gave them the job of like, hey, you gotta find at least one thing, because otherwise you're not doing your job well. Mm-hmm. So you're really setting the, you're setting the bar very, very high, you're setting the expectations very high, high, which I think is great, but at the same time, it sounds like you are taking responsibility for if it's not the being done perfect, then you're thinking about like, okay, how do I train this person to do a perfect job? Not necessarily thinking, okay, this person isn't good. As you mentioned, it takes a little bit of time to educate the staff uh, to perform a, that high of a quality job, right? So, I think that's really powerful that you that you realized. Uh, that it's, you know, if the cleaner doesn't do a perfect job, then, you know, you look at what's your process for training them and see if you can improve that before you come to the conclusion that the person isn't a good cleaner.
1: It's the details that they were missing. The cleaning was done fine everything was done well it's just we are very details oriented i mean i am in every aspect of my business so i was when it comes to cleaning i'm also very detailed oriented and i tell them exactly what they need to look for so it's not that they weren't good cleaners it's the details and they were you know some things that were missed um the same things, the same person missing the same things. We have to, you know, we have to help her. We have to communicate with her. If we don't tell her what she's doing wrong, she maybe doesn't know that this is supposed to be done. But sure, basically, yeah. everything, like everything needs to be cleaned
0: these yeah. days. And I like that you're not, you're not assuming that they already know a lot of things because you're right. It's, it's very different to clean uh, a vacation rental or an Airbnb versus versus somebody's home. Right, The standard has to be much higher. Plus, it's, you're not just cleaning, you're, it's more of a turnover. Right? So you're really preparing the space uh, to receive a particular group of guests. And you could even do the turnover differently depending on the group of guests that you're receiving. You, know, you think of the amount of towels or the type of people, the age of the people that are coming. Like you might prepare the unit slightly different. Right? There's a baby in the group, you might put the baby cut out. Mm -hmm. so i like what you're saying is that just kind of realizing that it's not it's not just cleaning it's staging it's uh it's really preparing the space so that's great let's talk a little bit about managing because because well how many units do you currently managing manage we have
1: 70 units a little over seven Mm
0: -hmm. and how many cleaners do you need for 70 units so
1: we have that cleaning company that we subcontract they have 52 of our units right now and then the rest about 20 we clean in house but like i said that wasn't something that we planned or intended to do like to start another cleaning company it was just because we were you know summer was busy and the company that we're using they weren't accepting more um you know units at that time right now they are in position to take more you know it's it's slow the summers over um anybody you know we, we have open properties, we don't have that much business right now, so they don't have that much business right now, so she's in a position to accept more now, so we're gonna just you know stop at where we are right now, not try to grow the cleaning part. I'm just gonna continue growing our management business, but for the for her properties, they I don't know how many cleaners they have, but they clean total of one hundred and fifty properties. Mm. Last time I talked to her, but um, for the 20 that we have, I only have three cleaners. Got it. And one is part-time, two are full-time.
0: Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online Hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free that's hostfully.com h-o-s-t-f-u-l-l-y.com code pad which is p-a-d so the question then is you know let's say you have free cleaners you have five or seven um how do you how do you manage all these cleaners? how do you make sure that they know which units they have to go to uh you all the units are different they have different staging, different groups of guests coming, like how do how do all the cleaners know exactly what they need to do?
1: So within our units, we try to standardize as much as possible. You know, we have the same bed spreads um, across most of the units. So, um, we have, let's say, throw pillows on the couches. They go exactly the same way in every unit, or there is a centerpiece somewhere. So all of that part we try to you know have the same throughout all of um, the units that are in-house cleaners, clean, as well as all other units. Um, so that doesn't matter which unit the cleaner goes to, she'll know what to do. So they're not really unit specific. We don't have cleaners assigned to particular units. And the reason for that is, I don't recommend that if somebody is thinking about it, is because if one cleaner constantly misses something, let's say she won't clean the baseboards, the next one will come in and she'll pick up that part. So that's why we will, you know, we don't assign units to the cleaners. And plus right now with the slower season, if one unit rents more than the other, that gives more, it doesn't distribute the work evenly between them. Basically right now it's my office staff that manages it. Um we have a lot of open units so it doesn't make sense to make weekly schedule for the cleaners because things do change at last minute so they basically they schedule them which cleaner is off which day and then for the ones that are working on certain days they receive their schedule of work the day before in the evening because then there is just you know small chance that something might change by the next day so they receive the Unit numbers that they're gonna clean and the order in which they wanna clean they, they have to be cleaned because some are same day turnovers, some are late checkouts or whatnot. So that's basically my office staff does that. And then for inspections after the units are inspected, I mean cleaned, we have inspectors. They communicate between each other. And I try, even though I am actually on that message thread, just in case I need to reference it for something later, I try not to look at it anymore.
0: <laughs> why, why do you not look at it?
1: If I'm sitting and reading it, it's like I'm doing it. And I'm trying where I am with my business right now. I'm not trying to be the manager of the cleaners. That's their job right now. And it's hard for me to actually let go of any um, parts that you know I don't need to do anymore in my business that's i like controlling and you know overseeing everything i just don't have time to do it so when i find myself that i start looking at those messages i just i'm working on that doing that instead of doing something else
0: right yeah and that's
1: that's gonna help you if you're trying to scale if you're doing everything yourself you're not gonna scale
0: yeah you can do that for a few units but not for 70
1: mhm exactly <laughs>
0: So let's, um, let's talk a little bit more about how you, how you set this up because as you were growing your company, you were hiring more cleaners. You, first, you had all your cleaners in-house. At some point, you had one cleaning person who was kind of managing the, the team, but then you helped that person to start her own company and now you're subcontracting uh, to her company to do most of your cleanings. That's a really interesting structure and I think that's really cool how you empowered that person to start her own business. So can you talk a little bit more about why you set it up that way and what that process looks like?
1: So the reason why I decided to do it was because um, my business was growing and I told you a little bit of that story before my business was not supposed to be a business. It was just supposed to be, you know, a little bit of taking care of my own properties, our own investments. But then before I knew, I found myself running a property management business. And that was when I was managing both cleaning side and management side. So once I realized that I'm running a business, actually, this isn't just a hobby or just taking care of, you know, a few of our own properties. I think we were at about 20 or 30 at that time. So not that big yet, but big enough to be more um, than one person can handle. So um, then I realized, you know, that business is growing. We have a steady increase of customers, um, you know, new clients. It's going to, the bigger we get, the faster we're growing because more of our clients, they know more clients, you know, every new person that you meet opens a new network. So I realized that and I figured, you know, I can't do both. I can't run cleaning company and management company. I gotta let go of something, and it was just a natural thing, of course, um, to let go of the cleaning side of the operation, just so that I could focus on, you know, our guests, uh, our customer service, and on um, our relationships with the clients, and on getting more, you know, more clients and more properties for us to manage. So basically, that was one day when I realized I have to sell the business. <laughs> the first thought that came to my mind was that. Basia should buy it that it makes sense because she's already doing everything that she would be doing but working under my company she can do exact same thing just be her own separate company subcontracted by my company and I called her almost immediately you know sometimes when you spontaneously like get that idea you want to tell somebody so I called her told her like look I'm selling the cleaning company do you want to buy it immediately she's like yes She didn't ask, like, much back then. I think maybe she was as shocked as I was to come up with that, you know, decision. Because, like I said, it wasn't something that I was thinking about. And then, like, maybe I should do this or that. It just came to my mind. Like, I got to sell that. I made a call. And she said, yes. And that was done. (laughs) There was no no way back. But um, it really turned out very well for both of us just because I could focus on growing my business with how my business was growing, her business was growing.
0: Right, yeah, and by basically empowering her to start her own company and taking full responsibility of the cleaning side of your business, you then freed up time for yourself and brain space to really focus on growing your business, adding more units, and uh, maybe even uh, getting some more free time for yourself as well.
1: That was the plan. The free time, you know, sometimes we, you have to make time for your free time because the business, you know, it operates all the time. There's always something to do. So there, it's not like there is ever a free time. You just have to make time for it. Just decide I'm taking a break and not working right now. But that's exactly what you're saying, that mental break from not having to think about all of that cleaning because I knew that she could handle it well that she knew already what we were doing, what the standards were, every single aspect of what was, um, you know, what a new cleaning company had I sold to somebody else. Uh, Everything that a new cleaning company would have to learn, she already knew. So it was a very smooth transition. It was really, really a big peace of mind for me. And, you know, that fresh energy that I could use to grow the management side of the business. And it did grow very quickly.
0: Yeah. And, and congratulations on that. Uh, I think that Thank was you. a very, uh, very smart move. Um, just to yeah. wrap up this, this podcast, I'd love to talk a little bit about Myrtle beach. As, as I said before, my favorite TV show with uh, Kenny powers is bound and down. That's how I know Myrtle beach. Uh, I've never been there. But I'd love to know a little bit about what's, what is Myrtle Beach like and is it, uh, how is it doing right now? Are you guys seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of vacationers, a lot of uh, travelers?
1: That show I am yet to see. <laughs> but as far as Myrtle Beach, we slowed down a little bit in March when the COVID started. We were locked down fully. The, no vacation rentals allowed at all through the month of April. So that was a little stressful. We didn't know how long that would last but we were opened um back in may and it's it was busy immediately we are a close you know driven to destination to many states all around us so there was um even though people didn't want to fly right then or maybe still don't want to fly they'll they'll be comfortable driving to meadow beach so we're a great um vacation destination where you can drive to has been very busy even after the summer finished. Um, September was pretty good I'm thinking with people homeschooling or the virtual learning. So that was really good for us. It's quieted down a little bit. This past weekend was actually pretty bad, but it was the Halloween weekend so I'm sure you're aware of the ban on nightly rentals or like two-day rentals if you are if you live Close to your destination, you're not allowed to book. That's what Airbnb was doing this weekend, so we uh, we didn't have that many rentals for the weekend at all. But I'm hoping it's gonna pick up a little bit. We have some monthly rentals right now from the so-called uh, snowbirds. Mm. They're starting to come here from actually not Canada, Canada this year, because they can't come here from Canada just yet, but mm. from northern states, they're coming in here just to you know wait through the winter. So it's, it's nice, it's beautiful, it's warm, and it's just the best place to, to be.
0: Awesome. Well, for the people that are listening and they, who are looking forward to a beach holiday in Myrtle Beach, how can they find you and your units?
1: They can find us, well, aside from Airbnb, Verbo, HomeAway, TripAdvisor, and Orbitz and Expedia. They can also find us on our website, yourcoastalproperties.com.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at the website, yourcoastalproperties.com. And is that a, let's your Porter website?
1: That actually is, yes.
0: Yeah, They've it's amazing.
1: So many good features ever since I started using them um, as our management software over a year ago. They've grown so significantly, adding the right features for us as we were growing.
0: Yeah, I just created my own website using your porter. I was going to create a video called uh, Create Your Own Direct Booking Website Under an Hour. Um, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to call it in under 10 minutes because I just connected my Airbnb listings and boom, the website mm-hmm. was there. It was pretty uh, crazy how quickly that went.
1: Mm-hmm. It does not take an hour. Yes, I think 10 minutes, is, it's also pushing it. It's, it's that seamless, quick and easy. Anybody can have a website
0: with them. Yeah, it's a really great system. And the CEO, Eric was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he always has uh, really good tips. So if you, if you want your own direct booking website, your porter is a great option. You can use a code uh, PAD, P-A-D, you get $20 off. Give it a try. I, uh, I'm using it myself now. And I was, I was pretty surprised how quickly I was able to put together uh, that website. Yeah, that was really, uh, really impressive. Anyway, um, so coastal properties vacation rentals if you want to stay in myrtle beach stay with gosha in one of her, her units gosha thank you so much for joining the show today it was really great to have you on thank you for being a member in our mastermind short rental legends and i look forward to uh, a lot of mastermind calls with you in the future
1: thank you for having me
0: and to the listeners thank you for listening and of course next week there's another episode of get paid for your pet so see you then Get paid for your pet get paid for your pet get paid for your pet can't for, for your pet get paid for
1: your pet get paid for your
0: pet if you have over 30 units you have an annual revenue of over two million dollars or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.